everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud, Speaker, TuneIn, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember, you can reach out to us at our Twitter page, at Rich Sports Talk, and email richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com. Fun new section for you guys today. You know, I've been doing three and out. But you know what? I've been doing four downs and basically all that. I have so much NFL to talk. I'm going to switch it up, and we're going to change three and out now to fourth and goal and we are going in right now so we're going to get to four topics on the nfl every week we're going to continue this next season and of course throughout the off season but four topics based on week 16 in the nfl season so we're going to be switching it up so if you're looking for three and out hey we're going fourth and goal now we got to get an extra topic in there so we're going to go fourth and goal now and guess what we are going in is first down i wanted to talk about this I'm not a big fan of the Pro Bowl voting. I mean, when you look at it, it's a third player votes, third coach votes, and a third for fan votes. And one thing I've never gotten about this is, uh, I look, they still have voting for fullbacks, which in today's NFL, I don't get why they have the fullback voting, but I digress. So to me, two of the biggest snubs of the Pro Bowl went off this weekend. Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. Look, Tom Brady, I understand he's had a great season, but Andrew Luck has had an amazing season when you consider the circumstances, and the same with Andrew Luck over Aaron Rodgers. Man, reminds you Aaron Rodgers is going to miss the postseason for the second year in a row. Russell Wilson will be in the postseason this year, but he's not in the Pro Bowl. But once again, I digress. So I'm going to start with Andrew Luck. I want you to really think about this. Coming into the season, what did you think the Colts were going to be? you know they might be a six and seven win team Uh, in my preview I said look this whole year was about getting Andrew Luck back he hadn't been playing in a year and a half because of his soldier injury we didn't even know what Andrew Luck was going to be and part of the speculation was when Josh McDaniels turned down the head coaching job in Indianapolis and my first reaction was does he know something about Andrew Luck's shoulder that we don't know Did he find out something about his shoulder that he was like, okay, uh, Andrew's not going to be the same. I'm going to go back to New England to work with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I want to point this out there. Outside of a rebuilt offensive line, and I do really like Indianapolis offensive line. Outside of tight end, what great skill positions do the Colts have? T.Y. Hilton's a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. They've got some good receiving. They don't have a consistent running game. Decent defense, but yet they're going to play to get into the postseason on Sunday Night Football in Week 17. Once again, Andrew Luck has taken an average team and put them in contention. I love watching Andrew Luck play, and this year it is clear that he is back. And under Frank Wright, he's having his best season ever with a less-than-average supporting cast. This team, they're a young team. This is supposed to be a rebuilding year because they have an all young offensive line young receivers young running backs this is a young football team and yet Andrew Luck has put them in a position to get into the postseason and when we talk about MVP we're all talking about Mahomes we're talking about Breeze Brady how is Andrew Luck not considered to be in the MVP he has carried this franchise to within one game of the postseason and this was supposed to be a rebuilding season They were picking third in the draft last year. There's a reason they were doing that. They were a bad football team. They didn't have a lot of great building blocks. They rebuilt their offensive line, but with decent weapons, Andrew Luck has put them in a position to be in the postseason, and that segues to Russell Wilson. I said this before the season. I thought this was going to be Pete Carroll's last season. He just signed an extension this week. 
Why? Because of Russell Wilson. They have rebooted that franchise in Seattle, and it's in large part due to Russell Wilson's play. Everyone's saying, oh, that defense and that running game carried him to that Super Bowl, and everyone beats up on Russell Wilson because of that interception to Malcolm Butler, even though we tend to forget, hey, the Patriots, they practiced that play an entire week. They knew that play was coming. That was more a great defensive scheme and play by the New England Patriots than a Russell Wilson mistake. But once again, Russell Wilson is carrying a franchise. They have a good running game. They've been running the football extremely well. But part of that is because of Russell Wilson's ability to extend plays and get outside the pocket. I'm looking at Russell Wilson. What Outside of Doug Baldwin, they don't have a great receiving core. They don't have the offensive line Andrew Luck has in Indianapolis. He's still running for his life, Russell Wilson. And yet they've clinched a playoff spot. On a team in a division with the L.A. Rams and a team that we, we keep talking about the Rams and the Rams and the Rams. They've struggled the last few weeks. You know what team no one wants to play in the postseason right now? I'm telling you, they, people don't mind the Rams right now because the Rams, you can move the football against. This defense for Seattle and their dynamic quarterback, they're a scary team. No one wants to play Seattle. They travel well on the road. They're a team that has that postseason experience. They have a quarterback and a head coach that have played in the postseason. Their team no one one wants to play neither of these quarterbacks no one wants to play in the postseason and yet they didn't get a pro bowl vote i'm just saying i, I laugh sometimes when it's all said and done i think we're going to see gold jackets on andrew luck and russell wilson i know some of you be saying oh that's crazy but when it, it's all said and done when it's all said and done when they finish their careers if they can stay healthy i do think we're going to see them in canton one day they're great young quarterbacks. They're fun to play. And look, they are carrying their franchises, carrying their franchises to the postseason. Second down. Now, this past weekend, we saw two teams really underperform. Now, I'm going to start off with the team that's the lesser of these two and really go and talk about the one team in particular later in this down. But I'm going to start off with the Houston Texans. And for the Houston Texans, it was laid out beautifully for them. All they had to do was win two games, and they would clinch a first-round bye in the postseason. They played the Jacksonville Jaguars, who once again changed their quarterback this week because they can't figure out their quarterback situation. Blake Bortles has been their primary star over the last few years, and he leads the NFL in turnovers over that span. And yet, the Texans couldn't take care of business. This is becoming a theme under Bill O'Brien. And I really do like Bill O'Brien as a head coach. I think he is a fine coach. But this Texan team, with all the talent they have, always just seems to be slightly underperforming. Now, in the past few years, I get it. They've had the injury issues. And a lot of it's been like, well, look what Bill O'Brien's done with duct tape quarterbacks and third stringers that were collecting trash a week ago and they're able to get into the postseason with that and without J.J. Wan defense. Okay, I, I get that. But this year they have all the pieces. Deshaun Watson is healthy. Their defense is healthy. Their defense is performing. And yet, they laid an egg against Jacksonville. And I want to point this out how crucial this is. So instead of getting a first-round bye, for a team whose number one running back is banged up right now, potentially, they're going to have to play in the first round of the postseason. 
do you really want to play the two wild card teams in the AFC who I could make the case of the two hottest teams? If you get that three seed, you're likely playing Baltimore. Baltimore is the hottest team right now in the AFC with a great defense and a great pass rush. And right now the Texans lead the league in sacks allowed. That is a nightmare matchup for them. Okay, let's say they survive that matchup. Okay, 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 okay. They they make it through. Okay, they beat they they hold out. They beat the Ravens. Next week they're going to Foxborough. Foxborough has not been kind to the Texans. You look at Brady and Belichick in Foxborough in their career. They're dominant there. But you know what's even worse? The Texans, they don't just go to Foxborough and lose. They get obliterated. And I understand the Patriots are reeling a little bit right now. But history has shown that the Texans, they don't travel well to Foxborough. Foxborough has not been kind. So that loss against Jacksonville was huge because it put this team in a big disadvantage. And it gave the Patriots an inside track. I, I pointed this out last week. The Patriots have never made the Super Bowl. Even with Brady, even with Belichick, they have never made the Super Bowl when they have to play wild card weekend. Now it looks like they don't have to, and their Super Bowl chances just increased exponentially. And the Texans now, instead of having a first-round bye and possibly hosting New England in, in Houston, now they have to host Baltimore, who's the hottest team in the NFL. And on top of that, if they somehow beat Baltimore, they have to go to Foxborough, where history has not been kind. Which leads me into one team that, if you're not a fan of, they're entertaining to watch because of the roller coaster. But man, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, this is a hard team to watch. Because they outgained the Saints in the Super Bowl, in the Superdome, sorry. They moved the football against the Saints, and they lost that game. And now there's a chance they might not even make the postseason. Mike Tomlin is a funny coach because we love him at the podium. But is it time to start judging him on his team? Because I just want to point this out. He won that first Super Bowl with a lot of Bill Cowher's leaders, you know, Troy Palomalo at safety, Heinz Ward. I mean, he had a lot of those high-character guys on, from Bill Cowher to win that first Super Bowl. Since then, the Steelers, doesn't it always feel like they're underachieving? When they play their best football, they're without question one of the top three most talented teams. I mean, they're, you can't figure them out. They're top three in sacks this year. They got a great pass rush. They have, if they don't have the best receiving core, they're top three. They always seem to find great receivers in the draft. They always find a stable running back. They're on their third running back who's getting over 100 yards a game. They haven't missed Le'Veon Bell. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And you're, you're just saying, how are they 8-5-1? and one? How did they lose to Oakland? How did they tie Cleveland earlier in the year? You, you look at the teams, the really good teams, they always play up to them and they beat them. But how many times has this dealer team? I mean, Vegas did a fascinating study on this over the past five seasons. The Steelers are the worst team in the NFL when they are favored by over a touchdown. What does that mean when they're playing terrible teams? They always seem to play down to their competition in... I got to put this on Tomlin. I mean, Tomlin, I think, is a good coach. But like Bill O'Brien, it, it's, you know, over and over again, we just see this their teams underperforming more so with Tomlin. I mean, 
He has a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has Juju Smith-Schuster. He has Antonio Brown. He has all these great, talented players, and now a pass rush this year. And they're eight five and one. You just can't figure out the Steeler franchise and how they're so, how they just completely continue to just underperform. And as a fan, that must be maddening for them. Because here's the sad truth of all this thing. It's not going to last forever. And I know Pittsburgh drafts as well as anyone. But Big Ben, he's getting up there in age. We forget he's in his late 30s and he's taken a being in his career. And the last few times he's hinted over the last few seasons, hey, I'm uh, I'm thinking about retirement. I, would it shock me if Big Ben, if they don't make the postseason this year, just says, you know what, I, I'm kind of tired of playing. I might just hang it up. That wouldn't shock me. I mean, he's already hinted he's been thinking about getting out of football. And once you lose Big Ben, what's your quarterback situation? So I just look at this. There are certain windows, and the Steelers, over the past five years, with their roster, they've had as good of a window as any team in the NFL, and they can't even get to the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the talent on their teams and their rosters and how well they draft and how deep they are. You look at their offensive line, they're a top five unit. You look at their receiving core, top five unit. You look at their running backs, they always have productive running backs. You look at their quarterback, you look at their pass rush. And then you look at their record and you go, wait, 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 wait a minute. This team, they're 8-5-1 and one and could miss the postseason. They're 8-5-1 and one, they could miss the postseason. So I just, I just watch the Steelers and I cannot figure them out. And I think we have to start looking at Mike Tomlin and saying, you know, maybe they just need a change in leadership there because this team, they're incredibly talented, but they always are coming up not just short, but well short and playing down to their competition. I mean, it won't be this year, but if you're Pittsburgh, you might have to start thinking what's best for your franchise moving forward. Because with Tomlin, you have a great team, but they're always, always underachieving. So we're getting into third down, and I think this is great for the NFL. One of the things that, for me in the NFL, that has helped the brand so much is parity. In the NBA, we kind of know who the finals are already going to be. We know that there's maybe three or four teams that are going to get to the final NHL is harder, but usually when you can see a hot goaltender, you can kind of guess. In the NFL, usually I can guess at this point, looking at the teams, two or three teams maybe from each conference have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And by week 17, usually in the NFL, there's no games left to play for. Everyone's resting stars. But this weekend, we have a great game on Sunday Night Football, play to get in between the Titans and the Colts. We have still a lot of playoff seating that has to be determined. So this is going to be a fun weekend, but to me, the biggest parody is coming from the AFC. Now, I've hinted on this before, but I'm looking at the AFC. All these teams have their flaws, and I can see each team, even the wildcard teams, winning at least two games. Now, I think Baltimore will be limited to get to three games just because they have a rookie quarterback. But with that defensive running game, I could see them winning one to two games, and then you if you get to the AFC Championship, hey, anything can happen. And I look at the NFC, I still think the Saints are my pick coming out just because I look at their home field advantage. They're a different team at home. 
They're going to have the bye. They're going to rest their star running backs. They're going to rest Drew Brees, who over the last few weeks, like Brady to me, has looked a little bit tired. I think it'll be great for him to just take a week off throwing the football, just get healthy. So to me, I still think the Saints are the best all-around team in the NFC. They're going to have home field advantage, which I think will be huge. I can see teams in the NFC winning a couple games, but to me, it's still the Saints. Out of the AFC, you can make a legitimate case for all six teams that they can make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the rosters of the Chargers, you can say, okay, they're the most complete roster. I can see them getting there. You can look at the at the Ravens saying they're the hottest team right now. Great defense, great running game. Travels really well with the wild card. Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, the Patriots, even though in terms of rosters, they could be toward the bottom in the AFC, but they still have Brady and Belichick, and they're going to get a home field bye. Uh, to me, the Texans are the hardest team, like I just said, to figure out just because if the playoffs started today, they'd be the third seed. I like Deshaun Watson. I love that defense. But like I said, they, they feel like a team every year they could win the first game, but I don't see them traveling to Foxborough exceptionally well, especially with their history. So they're like the one team in the AFC I don't really see. But every other team, the Chiefs, I know they're not playing well, but they got an explosive offense. I think they can get into shootouts with everyone. I just look from top to bottom in the AFC. You can make a compelling case really for all six teams. In my opinion, just five but for all six teams. You can make a compelling case. Hey, they can win two or three games and get to the Super Bowl. NFC, I still think it's going to go through New Orleans and New Orleans is a great team. I think that they're going to get to the Super Bowl just because of that home field advantage. They have such a great home field advantage, but this is one reason why I love the NFL is because of the great parity. And once again, you're seeing it this year. Even in week 17, usually everything's wrapped up with a nice bow by Christmas. But this year, this year, it's still coming down to week 17. And finally, fourth down and going in, the Jim Harbaugh rumors. Now, it came out over the weekend with multiple reports that the New York Jets were interesting and inquiring about hiring Jim Harbaugh, which the front office in the New York Jets tweeted out that they didn't have interest. I think this is more the fact that they're just saying, uh, you know, it's still the regular season. Maybe they've also talked or talked to people around Harbaugh. And maybe they got the vibe he's not leaving Michigan. Here's my thing about Jim Harbaugh. I do think you will see him in the NFL again, but it will have to be under the right circumstances. And here's why I say that. I think he, if you look at Jim Harbaugh, what was the one job that intrigued him to leave Michigan? It was the Colt job with Andrew Luck. Now, if he came to the Jets, it would say he really loves Sam Darnold. And to me, that's what's going to do it. It's going to have to be an ideal situation where he gets control. And I could see that with the Jets. But it's going to be in a quarterback he believes in. He's not leaving Michigan unless he feels he can get a great quarterback. He's not going to sacrifice what he's built at Michigan unless he can get a great quarterback, because that's really what did it for him in San Francisco. I mean, he was limited quarterback. Alex Smith was limited with what he could do. He was a good game manager, and Colin Kaepernick was an explosive player, but he also turned the football over, and he wasn't a traditional quarterback. So I think what he's looking for is a great quarterback situation to go to. Now, I've heard some rumors about the Packers. I don't know if that would be something he would look into. Uh... Aaron Rodgers might be a harder guy to coach, so maybe that might turn off Harbaugh, but I do think you're going to see him go back because he feels he has unfinished business, and look, he's a great head coach. He's gone to a Super Bowl before, and I think he's confident in his abilities that he can be a Super Bowl winning coach. 
Now, the big reason I think he's going to stay in Michigan is because of Urban Meyer. He's no longer at Ohio State. And really, I think that that's the last hurdle for him to overcome is to get into the college football playoff and beat Ohio State. And once he does that, I don't necessarily think he has to win a national championship at Michigan. But if he can beat Ohio State, put them in the playoff, I think he can leave the program. And I know Michigan fans, even if he if he doesn't win a national championship, will not be happy if he leaves. But you look at where the program was before he took over and where it is now. I mean, 10 wins each season over the last three years in a tough Big Ten. He's done a great job at that program, but I do think you will see him in the NFL again, but it will have to be under the right circumstance. It will have to be with the right quarterback, and if he does take this Jet job, Jet fans, you have to be excited about that. Why? Because he's telling you he thinks Darnold is the real deal now. I don't know if he will go there. I think you're going to see a lot of Harbaugh rumors as long as he stays at Michigan when he will come back. But it will be interesting to see. I do think you will see Harbaugh again in the NFL. But it will have to be under the right circumstances. And that's with the right quarterback. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to get on the show, make sure to email us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember to like and hit that subscribe button on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes. Until next time, this is Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.